Hey, Jesse, what's Hello. up? How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Our next guest, a singer, songwriter, a New York Times bestseller. She's a mom. She's a wife. Uh, when do you ever get some downtime? It seems like you're cooking or you're always making things happen. I don't get any downtime. That was a conversation with my mom last night going, she's like, you need to slow down, girl. I'm like, I know, but I love working and I, and I, I love staying busy. Well, I got to tell you a story. I was first introduced to Jesse James, our guest here, when I used to work at a country radio station and I had this beautiful girl that uh, used to always call the station and she was always come out and have a great time at our events. And she called and requested this song called Blue Jeans. And I had never heard it at the time. I was like, Jesse James, are you talking about the guy from Jackal? Uh, he did a country country song called Blue Jeans. She's like, no, no, no. It's this really cute girl, Jesse James. You got to play the song Blue Jeans. And I, I ended up playing it. And I was like, damn, this is, I love this song. And then I got in trouble at the radio station, you know, because it wasn't on the playlist. Uh, but oh I, my God. I really didn't give a shit, Jesse, because I was all about those blue jeans. I was like, screw you. This song kicks ass. And, uh, and we kept playing it and, it, and people came around on it and blue jeans became, became a thing. People loved that song. So uh, nice work by you. Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. I always felt like that song should have like come out and been a thing. But I'll be honest, the label I was with at the time, they were like scared of it. It was so different and. Like, man, if I would have, I was a little ahead of my time if I would have come out with that now. Oh, maybe you could um, re-release it or something like that, because I know all the hot girls, for whatever reason, that song resonated with hot country girls. And, you know, I like hot country girls, so it worked out for me. But uh, the music, uh, the cooking, I mean, Jesse James Decker, our guest now, she stays very busy. She's got a new cookbook out. It's called Just Feed Me, uh, Simply Delicious Recipes from Her Heart right to your plate. And I read in the book that you say the best way to win somebody's heart is invite them over for a home-cooked meal. Is that how Eric won you over? And we know he can catch footballs, but what about matzo balls? Can he can he make some soup? How did he win you over? Honestly, um, I think I won him over by making my food, but he won me over by liking it. Oh, nice. He, uh, I remember him taking the first bite of my jambalaya and him just melting in his chair and looking at me in a different light. And I was like, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I knew, I knew that was how I got him. Does he cook at all? Or is this, uh, this, you own the kitchen? He doesn't really cook, but he doesn't have to, you know, I, I enjoy it and I like it. And I'd rather him just, you know, enjoy the meal. He does so many other things. So that's, that's my part. And, uh, but he does get in there as a sous chef and he helps me chop up, you know, some vegetables or cut up some onion and garlic. So he'll help me out, but he leaves it to me. Maybe the dishes. Maybe you could put Eric on dish duty at this point. You clean the meal, he cleans up. That's uh, that's the way it oh, should work out. It. That's what he does. He does do the dishes? What a gentleman. Yeah. Very nice. Our guest now, yeah. Jesse James Decker. Make sure you follow her on the gram. She's got a lot of spunk. She's a lot of fun. She's a great follow at Jesse James uh, Decker. We're coming up on uh, football season is here. And when I think of football, I think of the weather cooling off, and I think of my famous crockpot chili that I like making. I don't know how famous it is, but I call it famous. I see that in the book, uh, you have a, a fantastic chili recipe. What makes this chili recipe of yours so special? Because I keep hearing great things about it. Honestly, I have about three recipes of chili in there because I couldn't decide which one I wanted to put in there. And uh, I even had to limit that. I have probably 10 more chili recipes. Chili is one of my favorite things. I love meat. I love vegetables. I love all the hearty 
flavors that come together. So I'm a chili girl. Um, I think what makes mine different is all the seasoning. I, I add so many different seasons in there um, to give it as much flavor as possible because I think chili is just endless. You can always come up with different things. My tin can chili is probably my favorite one. It's the most hearty, and I sneak the most vegetables in there to get my kids to, to eat it. And they never say anything like, why are these, why are these vegetables in here, Mama? Because they don't notice them because it's coated with all these delicious seasonings and cheese and Ooh, and I like to put it over some rice. It's the whole thing. I noticed in this cookbook, too, if you're uh, looking for, like, a lot of great ideas, this thing goes from everything from mac and cheese to, you know, high-end meals to beef enchiladas. You want Mexican. You want Italian. You want something for the kids and even cocktails. There, There's a cocktail that a lot of people are talking about, which is this mermaid juice. What goes into the, the mermaid juice? I, I want to mix a couple of these up. So the mermaid juice was actually invented by my sister, Sydney, I had my bridal shower. Um, we're obviously getting married to my husband, and she had this big old container full of this just blue goodness, and she called it the mermaid juice, and it was a huge hit at the party, and everybody wanted more of it. So I decided to make it a whole uh, a whole thing and put it in the book. So it's... Um, it's just rum and lemonade, ginger ale, um, some cherries. And then what really makes it blue is the blue Caraca. I don't know if I've ever have said it right, but it's this blue stuff that you put in there. And it makes it just this really pretty blue color. And you have to kind of give it an ombre look, this ombre effect. So you have to follow the steps. So I can see Sundays at the Decker dinner table. You got some mermaid juice on ice. You got some chili going. Maybe some of that watermelon pizza that I saw in the book cookbook Ooh, that yeah. looks interesting. I'm I'm curious oh, yeah. as to what team you guys are rooting for. I know your husband went to Minnesota. He played for a handful of teams. Uh, I think he's best known as playing for the Jets and, and the Broncos. When it comes to Sundays, is there a specific team you guys root for? Or now that your husband's retired, is he over football? I mean, what, what is Sunday, no, Sunday no, like no. in your house? He, he loves it, and he still watches every single game. He will always love the game. Um, you know, it's part of his life for a jillion years. The only thing he doesn't miss is um, hurting, you know, and that's what he'll tell you. He was he was in so much pain towards the end of his career that I just don't think he he wanted to do it anymore just because of that, and that was the only reason, because um, he loves the game. But, you know, I, I root for the Jets. That's, that's my team out of all the ones he played for. Um, I just really love being there. Um, but he, he really tunes in to the Jets, the Broncos, and uh, the Titans. And Titans are obviously our hometown team here because we're in Nashville. But I think that if I had to guess, I'm putting words in Eric's mouth, the team that he – really gets pumped and wants to see do well are, are the Jets. And then I'm sure the Gophers on Saturday, you know, some Big Ten football. Oh, of course, of course. He will just always be the biggest fan of the Jets. I mean, of uh, the Gophers, 100%. I will say I have children, too. I, I have two, a boy and a girl. You uh, you went for the trifecta. Nice work, Jesse. Uh, you, got a full, you got a full house, a full dinner table. If uh, You know, the thing that frustrates me about trying to feed these damn kids is uh, sometimes, you know, you'll make a nice meal, uh, maybe have some carrots on the side, maybe you'll have a nice little kale salad on the side, and the kids just won't eat the damn vegetables. How do, you, how do you get your kids to eat the healthy stuff and stay away from just the chicken nuggets and the pizza? 
and all this bullshit that these kids want to eat. I mean, these kids these days can't get them to eat those vegetables. What in this cookbook could I make for my kids that's healthy that will make them happy, you think? Is there something in here? You know, I get asked that all the time because I do feel like that is an issue. If I had to give any advice, I'd say, first of all, I would start your kids so early. I know early on a lot of parents are guilty of this, and I was too in, in some ways. Just giving your kids all the baby food because it's easy. But, you know, I started giving Vivian gumbo at eight months old. I wanted my kids to have real adult food and get those taste buds going early on so that I didn't have this issue with them. So they are pretty, um, they're, they're pretty open-minded when it comes to food. But I think that you just do sneaky things like putting carrots and, you know, the kids love spaghetti and meat sauce. I think we can all agree on that. They love spaghetti and meat sauce. I have a bolognese recipe in here. My kids ask for spaghetti and meat sauce, you know, a couple times a week. And I'll sneak carrots. I put celery in there. I sneak vegetables in any way that I can if there's going to be some sort of sauce. Um, I have a carrot recipe in here that is maple syrup carrots that my mm. um, that my aunt used to make for us. And you put them on the stovetop, and you just cook them in pure maple syrup. And they eat the carrots. They, they think it tastes like candy. There's little things you can do, you know? Go pick up her new book. It's called Just Feed Me, Simple, Delicious Recipes from Her Heart to Your Plate. It's available wherever you get your books. Although I saw on your Instagram that you would like people. It's uh, You get a better deal, I guess. There's some kind of special if you go to Target, as we like to call it, Target. Uh, what's what's the deal at Target if you pick up uh, the book there? What, what kind of special do you get? So you get an extra chapter. Um, you get a whole extra chapter on cocktails. So... The book already has a chapter on cocktails, but you get like, I think like eight more. Nice. Um, so I recommend doing that, but I would call your target before you get there. I've had a lot of angry people messaging me saying they're sold out. So if you, um, you should call first so you don't show up and they're not there and you're disappointed and make sure you tell your target to reorder because we've been having a sold out issue, which is good for me, but not good for, good for my girls. All right, I want to get back to this music. Uh, we've been talking food about your new book, but uh, I do think, as I as I told you, 10 years ago, I was blown away by the song Blue Jeans. I thought My Cowboy was another great record. I, I feel like uh, Randy Hauser and Jamie Johnson uh, wrote a song on your country album. Uh, uh, what, did you get the chance to meet Randy and Jamie, and how, how did that come about, getting them to uh, yes. write a track on your album? Jamie and um, Randy are good friends of mine. They were like brothers to me when I first came to town. I was really young. I was like 17 years old. And I think they were in their 30s at that point. And they were just, they were big bros to me. And they helped me so much. And we wrote um, a song called My Cowboy, which was on my very first album. And John Rich heard that song and produced it for me. And that ultimately what landed me my record deal. So I will forever be grateful for those three guys. Um, but I still see them all the time. They're still good friends. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, Nashville's such a small community. Everybody knows each other. So it's, it's pretty cool. Any music in the future for you? You going to try to get back in the studio, maybe do another album? Yeah, so I just signed to Warner here in Nashville, and I've been working on a record all year. I actually had plans to put out a record this year, but because of the pandemic and everything, I decided, and we decided as a label, to hold off until the top of next year, just because we've been working so hard, and I'm hoping things shift a little bit so that I can actually physically go out and perform and promote it. So um, 
we're going to hold off, but I've got an amazing album just waiting, and I think everyone's going to love it. All right, if I was uh, to be at the Wild Horse Saloon or over there at the Whiskey Bent Saloon, I know they got a lot of hot spots there in Nashville. If we were to be there and uh, there was a, you were with all your girls, what would be the song that would get you guys out on the dance floor? What What are some songs that Jesse James likes jamming out to? Oh, my gosh. I'm the like, worst person to ask that question because I like the most uncool songs for probably the young girls these days. <laughs> Um, anytime I hear this song, I want you back by Jackson five. I'm on the dance floor. That's, That's your jam? probably one of my most favorite songs. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, I'll definitely have to give that one a spin and get the uh, get the ladies uh, out there. We're talking to Jesse James Decker. Her new book is called Just Feed Me, available at Target, but call first. And uh, you could also get it on Amazon or anywhere that you buy uh, buy your books. Uh, finally, I want to talk to you about uh, touring. It seems so long ago that we would go to concerts. But I saw where you played some shows with Kid Rock, and I still to this day say to everyone, one of the best concerts I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of them being in this business, uh, was a Kid Rock show. And I was just blown away. The guy is so talented. I, I remember at one point he played the drums, and then he played the bass, and then he played the guitar, and then he played the harmonica, and then he started scratching on the turntables. I was like, wow. And the energy. Uh, can you talk about performing with uh, with Kid Rock? And, uh, yes. and do you want to get back out on the road and, and perform for people again? Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, I got to go overseas with Kid Rock, and we, we played for the troops. We did a whole tour for the troops um, in the Middle East and in Europe, and it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. It's one of those experiences I think about to this day all the time. Um, he was just the most amazing person. Um, I watched him with, you know, all the troops and all of our military just being so kind, shaking every single hand, telling every single one of them how grateful he was for them. Um, I remember them saying things like, hey, going in this area may be a little bit dangerous. Maybe we avoid it. And he's like, no, we're going. He wanted to meet every single person. And you're right. He gave them the show of their lives. And it inspired me so much um, to just give it your all, you know, and be grateful. So I just, I love I love Kid Rock, and I always will, and he's always been an inspiration. And um, you're right, one of the best concerts of all time. Um, but yes, I am so ready to get back out on the road. I cannot wait. Well, we're looking forward to you dropping some new music. I'm going to be uh, working some magic in the kitchen this fall and this holiday season. I'm excited. Uh, just feed me the new book from Jesse James Decker, the New York Times bestselling author, uh, Jesse James, uh, joining us here. We appreciate your time, Jesse, and good luck uh, with the music and the cooking and, and the family. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, too. Good talking to you.